Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I, today, most days, and hopefully well into the future, am Brian. And I, usually, am Lizzie, and I am alive. <laughs> That's it. That's this is it. the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music news, music news, cool bands, rad music Cool hangs, the dumb hat that Brian wears while we record so I can bully him later. Please edit that out of the final <laughs> take of this. <laughs> uh, today's episode, we have a guest, our new friends in Sonderbombs. It's uh, a band that Lizzie first... Lizzie's just been coming up with a lot of these bands to play on the uh, the DJ streams, and they hit... And then I check them out, and I'm like, yeah, this band hits. This is really exciting to be talking to these It's like you're always surprised by my musical yeah. preferences, and I don't know why. Because I should be more I'm surprised more... by you giving me only e-boy yeah. stuff. First of all, don't worry about that. That's all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more just like I'm worry surprised when I actually like a new band. It's just very rare for me, where like it's something that actually like sticks in my brain. It's been happening more recently, I think, just because we have more time to learn new artists and new acts and stuff and uh yeah you've just been throwing all those yards and it's it's also like i get to sit and listen to it you know like i'm hearing it and it's not just like oh this band is really cool but it's just like uh you know this here's a name it's like cool now i know that name but i know nothing of what they sound like i don't know if it really like hits in that same way for me but it's like oh check out this band here it is it's like oh yeah okay cool like actually being able to hear it with that context helps. Uh, so certainly thank you, Lizzie, for bringing these bands into our existence. Uh, and also thank you to the Sonderbombs for talking to us today. <laughs> Very nice people. Very nice people. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into that, Lizzie, what's going on with you? This is this is Thanksgiving week, so it's, probably not yeah. a lot, right? <laughs> No, not really. Just working more, if anything. Uh, so just keep me company over on our Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. I don't shit post or anything, but I'll definitely put dumb stuff <laughs> on there, and then we can talk about it. It's not like dumb stuff, but like a little dumb. <laughs> it's time to start shit posting. I don't know how to shit post. I think we have to hire somebody to shit post. It's time us. to start. <laughs> We've this hired is how the evolution a of brand ambassador to shit post. I hate yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, uh, nothing too much. Just working on the other podcast segment. That's probably going to be a Spotify radio thing now that I think I figured out how to do it. Yeah. So it should be cool. I'm still interviewing some friends. Um, still, still trying to figure out if we'll do week by week or if we're just going to go all in and balls out and just do it all at once. Um, and then just confirming some last minute December guests to get that out to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get all these episodes in because the holidays are coming and they're all happening on the nights when we record. So hell yeah, they yeah. are. So we kind of have to uh, get these a little bit batched up. So you'll probably notice that in these episodes that we're batching them so that we can get them out. We don't have to miss it. We're, we're doing really well on the schedule. We don't want to fuck it up. So yeah, we need to uh, keep consistent, especially yeah. during these times. Consistency is important. 
<laughs> so anywhere, anyway, my guy, Brian, how are you today? More alive, I know. Yeah, the DJ streams are great. Finally got cocktail cam up and running last week, so mm-hmm. making some Negronis live for you, for me. No one else got to have them. <laughs> I'm it's it's more for, for you as the audience to judge his drink making skills, which is stupid because y'all don't know. Also. I'm doing well. It does well. I am good at it. I'm okay at it. I drink it, and I'm the only one that has to deal with whatever <laughs> I create, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a kind of a muted schedule this week because we uh, we will be having the holidays on our normal recording days. So uh, this episode was recorded uh, the week before, so we have two episodes that are coming out over the next two weeks. We will not be live thursday of thanksgiving because it's thanksgiving a i don't want to i don't want to be like y'all should be busy because like you know take it easy don't be in person like like stay with the people that you see on a normal basis don't be out here spreading and shit uh but at the same time if you're having a zoom meeting uh thanksgiving dinner or what have you if you're making dinner for your uh immediate household guests uh, then obviously, yeah, you're probably going to be busy. So we were like, just go do that. Just go hang out with people. Don't hang out with us because we're going to be hanging with people uh, that we live with. Our, yeah, I was about to say our immediate family. So Our immediate fine. close family, yeah. Um, we will be back on Friday for uh, streaming. We'll be back for the Black Friday happy hour, which I think we might have some exciting things. Uh, Lizzie, are you... Are you we i think we're ready to say yeah uh, i think i think we're ready i think why not why keep them in any more anticipation yeah uh black parade friday we'll be playing the black parade in full uh at the beginning of the stream and uh just hanging out and probably doing some other surprises throughout the night so uh that's really our only stream of the week uh i'll be streaming video games during the day on monday and friday but uh if you want to get in the know about what was going to be going on on that dj stream make sure that you are in our discord emosocial.club slash discord we got a lot of good people chatting in there now we're talking about games we're talking about music we're talking about hangs we're talking about all the good stuff sometimes we play games together and then yell at each other too in the discord so we played among us the other night and uh lizzie's a vicious killer (laughs) and we we always knew but we never knew but now we know (laughs) that lizzie's vicious It really do up on you like i do when i just come in a room with somebody i'm standing right there i'm like hey and they're like what the fuck are you doing here I'm like, i gotta go <laughs> i, gotta no, get out of I don't room. know <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh join our discord you'll find out more about what's going on on the dj stream and we will uh see you friday black friday black parade friday for all that in the meantime though here is our episode with the sounder bombs is this and that was when you know like mtv like used to have like the song title at the bottom oh yeah and it's scrolled yeah. and you're like and i was like oh wow i don't remember that's how i found them thanks yeah, jersey shore thanks jersey shore <laughs> thanks Polly. yeah Polly d Polly d he definitely put that in his oh, DJ set. Hey, d. did you know that he has a back tattoo like a giant his his back ta- it like goes across his shoulder blades and it's just like a huge tattoo of Polly. It just says Polly. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> like, please look it up if you can, because uh, it's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Seen. Okay, so we can turn this now, because how could we top that conversation-wise? <laughs> Seriously. 
Well, the thing that's weird about it to me is that like he has it in the first season, so like it's before yeah. it's, it's like he knows TV. ahead of time that he's this big headed. Like I think he it. just like loves himself. Like he already loved himself so much that he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna get my own <laughs> on my back, and it's gonna be huge." <laughs> I, badass. Like granted, granted, imagine having that type of confidence within yourself at the same time. <laughs> Thing is like he really loves himself and that's a beautiful thing i could do so much with just that power of confidence <laughs> right oh the places yeah. i'd be if i had that <laughs> welcome to the emo social club podcast broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv i am brian and i'm lizzie and we are here today with the sonner bombs which i really like this band so i'm super happy to have you guys on here Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you go around and say your name and what you do in the band, uh, what you're drinking. And as we decided previously, <laughs> what is your middle school, <laughs> your middle school couple song? I think it's just or high really school, Whatever one. Yeah, we don't you know, know when y'all started dating. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll go first because Zadie's first. Um, <laughs> my name is Willow. Uh, I play ukulele and I'm like one of the main songwriters for the Sonder Bombs. Um, I am drinking Canada dry, Canada dry ginger ale. Very nice. It's ice cold, and crisp, like a, I don't know, like hospital ice. And, <laughs> uh, I was in a really long relationship when I was in high school, like a four, like three or four year long relationship. So we had like, a couple songs but um earlier one of them was uh rise against it was yeah it was swing life away was <laughs> <laughs> that one and That's... then um what's that one pink floyd song oh. there's oh. a lot of those interesting <laughs> it called, like wish you were here or something like that yeah 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 that yeah. one that my ex my, he only knew how to play that song look not even the whole song just like the beginning riff on guitar and, he <laughs> and just sing like the first verse like over and over and over again because he didn't know the rest of the song. but that he didn't know one he didn't know wonderwall no thank fucking god <laughs> it's only four chords and feelings that's all it is and feelings <laughs> yeah two ears and a heart uh, my name's Jimmy, and I play guitar in the band, and then sometimes I play keyboards in the band. And oh, I'm drinking uh, water, because earlier I was drinking Jamie Gingies, which is Jameson and Ginger Ale. And I'm Oh no, you're like Brian! We need, to talk, we need to talk about how you use that term, but I'll let you finish what you're Jamie saying. Jamie Oh, I, lo I loved it. I'm passionate, I'm passionate about it, and I want to push you to use it more, even if you use it all the time. But anyway, I'll let you finish with your, uh, with your introduction. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Well, yeah, I got water, and then um, I don't think I had like a designated song in like my high school relationship. Now I'm thinking about it. It was probably like a Nirvana like deep cut. No, <laughs> no, my my ex didn't like Nirvana that much. Yeah, but so then it was probably just like to you, like you listen to the song. Oh wow. yeah. Like, wow, room. I wish she was this cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Could be heart shaped box, or it could be uh. All apologies seems like a really bad song for a couple. Yeah, yeah that doesn't yeah. sound like a good one. Yeah. I don't think any couple that has Nirvana as their. <laughs> it worked out well for Kurt Cobain. Oh wait. Anyway. Oh, wait a oh god. Uh, 
too soon? No. Um, the yeah, never mind. Uh, my name's Cappy. Uh, <laughs> I, play, <laughs> I play bass and sometimes I sing. Um, I am drinking a, a lemon white claw out of out of my. If any community fans are out there, I, I saw Hell the mug. Yeah. I saw the mug, yeah. and I'm like, "That's fucking sick. I well, love that." <laughs> my Troy and Abed in the morning mug, my my prized possession. Bury bury me with it when I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, and as we were talking about previously, I think my my biggest two. I'm gonna say two uh, oh. songs from two different relationships are um, uh, that a day to remember song. Um, and uh, you guys, red, what was it called? The, oh God, do you guys remember the red jumpsuit apparatus? Of course sure do. we do. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a song called Your Guardian Angel. Yep. Like, yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, like an emo kid is sleepwalking and mm -hmm. like yes. over a guitar and like, <laughs> and, uh, what was, your, what was your day to remember song? Uh, if it means a lot to you, I blanked on the name for a second. Definitely, yeah. I'd say red jumpsuit though takes the takes the cake just a little bit. Oh, definitely, yeah. that's yeah. like classic. That's a real like wow. deep <laughs> shit, right? There. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Love those it. are good. Those are good songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I remember. Like, I had a friend who, I think, our, your guardian angel was like his song with his uh, fiance, and then. They eventually oh. broke up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah." I think the biggest thing is that like you never actually pick a band that like you personally like mm -hmm. a lot. So when you do inevitably break up, especially when you are in like high school or like maybe even early college, you're like, "Oh, it doesn't impact me that much." So I dated somebody very long, like Willow did for like seven years, and <laughs> in high school, and it was uh, Snow Patrols chasing cars. I don't fucking listen to Snow Patrol. <laughs> yeah. It has no impact on that me. That works out real nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like kind of stoked that mine was Rise Against. Yeah. Yeah. I almost had to give up listening to Circus Survive and then I said, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stop listening to Circus Survive or else they win." Yeah, <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> and I won't let them win. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I do want to mention that I am drinking a, a Blanco Negroni, uh, and I want to acknowledge, uh, Jamie Gingis or whatever you say. Oh. Jamie Gingy. Jamie Gingy. So Lizzie hates it because I always say, uh, Ginny Tins or Ginsley Tin, <laughs> Ginsley Tinsley. In public, in public. To a bartender when I'm asking for my best. Yes. <laughs> At the the ones uh, that we know, and they look at you, and they like, sir, Ginsley, sir, Ginsley what are you with a Tinsley. Unapologetically, you today, and I yeah. love that. Listen, just be yourself. Usually, not at somebody else's expense. I don't necessarily always <laughs> approach life like that, but we know the bartenders, so they knew that I was like asking for the drink that I was literally drinking all night, and they're like, "Ah, mm -hmm. he's being a goof." It's like they know me as a goof. It's fine. Oh I'm ribbing you yeah, with the goofs. I'm doing it too. It's like chicky nuggies, you know. It's like yeah. it's just it's uh, just chalky milk. Chalky milk, and I'm not actually that one. Coming from a grown person, it just it just works. <laughs> it's like ah, uh, you goof. 
Ginny Tinsley is my favorite Harry Potter character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, good. Uh, Let's talk about your band. Uh, Okay. Also, yeah, sorry. I mean, if you don't want to, I know it's not like the best, but. That whole thing. Uh, You just put out a new single yesterday, today? Uh, yeah, it premiered yesterday, but it came out officially today. Okay. We're recording this on uh, Thursday the 19th, so you'll be hearing this later, but the new single is out. Uh, do you want to talk about the new single? Uh, it's called The One About You. Is that the correct yeah. title? Okay. Yes, The One About You. Uh, so yeah, tell us about it. Uh, it. It's very chill. It's very... Yeah, it's very like chill vibes. It's exactly what I needed today when I listened to it, but it's very chill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I. It's definitely different than I think most um, most of our songs because for the most part we we do a lot of like upbeat, um, kind of more like aggressive punky stuff or like mm-hmm. more like I don't know, just more like bubbly. I guess maybe it's just the nature of the ukulele. So this one is definitely <laughs> like on a completely different end of the spectrum um, in terms of like our songwriting. So. Yeah, I'm pretty excited that it's finally out because mm-hmm. this is one of the ones, um, th- I think this is the last song we picked for the record. Um, it's one of the oldest songs. Yeah, I remember. I've, I have. Yeah. Yeah. We Yeah, it's definitely like one of our first, um, so Will and I started the band together um, back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And the one about you was one of like the first five or six songs that we wrote together. Um, but it just didn't feel right at the time that we wrote it. Um, that, yeah, it wasn't. I feel like we just weren't ready for it yeah, yet. Yeah, I had a different guitar part for it entirely, and it was I was doing too much. Um, but then it's been written like four or five different times over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's, I'm really happy with the version that we landed on. Yeah, I the version it's... we landed on is like it's crazy because like you know five years ago when I wrote that song, it's like that's what I had in mind when I was writing it. But it like changed so much as like our music taste changed over mm-hmm. the years and as our writing styles like grew. And so it's just crazy that it still landed on what I had originally wanted it to be, um, which is, you know, just this like super like airy, uh, ethereal, like moody doo-wop. I don't know. <laughs> I really <laughs> so. I think that's really cool. I know also compared to like the other two singles that you release, which um, Crying is Cool, which, yeah vibes such a good song yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly and then um what are friends for also um i think that one was probably like the most like traditionally what i have heard from y'all with like modern female rock star is like the most like upbeat compared to like the like all the other two that you guys have put out yeah definitely um because the album i mean the whole thing is kind of like all over the place. And so we thought that we would get kind of like, I guess like creative and, and uh, weird with like which songs we picked as singles. Cause there's like so much different crazy shit happening on the record. So like, um, so we decided to like pick, you know, from like to show the range, I guess, in the singles. Cause like, why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was saying before we started recording that like crying is cool is just such a like like it, it it's interesting because Lizzie usually like puts all these like punk 
bands on there and it's like it's like aggressive or it's like weird and all that and i'm like no this is just like super vibey the video is just very calming and it's also very like it, it was it was cool to see like just people hanging out in a in a place and having a good time and mm-hmm. i'm like why are why is everybody so mad all the time in all these other songs this band is having just a fun time and we're just hanging out we're chilling we're drinking we're there's 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 flowers everywhere i don't know it was just like this is just a fully different experience from what i'm getting from a lot of other bands uh currently a lot of other bands lizzie sends me (laughs) it's always it's just a very different experience yeah Yeah. and i mean i think i think a lot of our music is very aggressive and angry like you know i have a lot of shit to be upset about (laughs) sure (laughs) i'll do i mean this timeline is completely fucked so (laughs) everybody has a right to be upset about whatever it is that is upsetting them and the state of the world you know what i mean but uh yeah for that song i it's so funny because i actually was not going to put that song on the record um I wrote it for myself because I was super sad when I got home from tour last year. And uh, I was just like jokingly writing this song for myself. And I showed it to Cappy and I was like, haha, look, like, you know, I should write like a kid's album or something. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's just like this dinky, like, crying is cool on a ukulele. And Cappy was like, no, we should use that for the, the album. And I'm like, mm, are you fucking crazy? And he's like, it's like no willow please and we went back and forth on it and then finally he convinced me um <laughs> and i'm really glad he did yeah. because it it is like a nice step uh step towards like vulnerability rather than just like straight anger mm-hmm. which i think doesn't get talked about a lot so um so yeah it's special i remember you showing me it and legitimately getting so angry thinking like how did you just shit this out like (laughs) like and like there's there's the anger yeah (laughs) primo yeah but it's just kathy hyping me up (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting you put it that way oh sorry lucy Uh, oh no no fine fine i'm asking my question fuck it uh it's interesting you put it that way of like vulnerability versus anger, because you're very correct that I think this year has been a lot of people going through the full gamut of emotions, just having every single one of them most of the time, all at the same time. Uh, but anger certainly is one of them. And people are looking for something of a catharsis, something of a way out of that feeling. Uh, do you feel like, do you feel like you're, you're trying to, experience that sort of emotion instead of something else do you feel like this year is maybe putting you in a place where you're like i want to provide some different emotion to somebody else or do you feel like no i'm still mad i just want to like i want to have like more outlets instead of just like anger about shit i think yeah i definitely think it's the latter like like for me you know personally like because you know like as musicians we we write music and we do all this work to like put it out and like share it with the world um but like i think the original concept for any song is is meant to be for the person writing it you know or it, it's meant to be really personal um i mean that's at least how i like i approach my songwriting but i think uh yeah i think like i 
feel more comfortable not accessing anger to write a song anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, Cause that was like the main place that I was like, th that was the main well that I was getting all my songs from before, um, before therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know, I guess it just, just kind of happened, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, my therapist really likes it. So <laughs> yeah. She was like, dude, hell yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I think that's really interesting that you just kind of like have been able to go and, you know, go to therapy and talk to somebody and then kind of pivot away from like exuding these emotions, but then kind of like tackling not exactly like world issues, but just in general, like something that's like, oh, hey, like it's cool. This is natural to do. This is normal to feel into a song and then just kind of like slowly showing like getting rid of like that harder external layer of just like oh I'm angry at everything and while a lot of us are it's kind of cool to see that you've been able to extract something that's different for this like this song and then um anything else that you're putting up on your upcoming album yeah and I mean I think like um I don't know. I I just I think for the most part any kind of anger that's on top, like that's just what's on top. It's everything underneath that needs to be like cared for. And so like I definitely would say that I'm like somewhat of a hothead in I'm well, I'm more of like a passionate person, I think. I think passionate's but more of an accurate term. Yeah, a <laughs> better descriptor than a hothead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um but uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of my passion gets e expressed in extreme anger and mm -hmm. I just didn't want to do that anymore. At least not all the time. Not, not, uh, <laughs> completely. so yeah. Yeah. We still got some pretty, uh, aggressive songs on the record. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. We that do. We're really excited to share. <laughs> I definitely think aggression is more fun at a show yeah, <laughs> I, I, more than just like swaying in the crowd you know and just yeah. like sort of feeling it that way like certainly like when you have a pit going or when you have people like jumping up and down and uh the like i said before the catharsis of of that experience of feeling anger and being able to exert it physically at a show is obviously uh a lot more of that that outlet is really good especially in music especially in uh, in, in listening to a band that has those sort of aggressive sounds. Uh, do you think that like, it's just, it's just this year that like maybe made you lead away from it <laughs> or. I, I mean, I, I, I say that because of the show part, it's like, it, you can't have that physical catharsis. So maybe now is like the time to have more emotional catharsis. And maybe that leads to more of like the, 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 I have to, I have to be at one with myself rather than being at one with all these people around me shoving me in a mosh pit. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, definitely this year, I mean, what, like, yeah, what you're saying totally makes sense. Like, you know, being able to tap into something that's not just straight, like, you know, aggression and like energy, especially because we can't play live. Like that makes sense. Um, but I, I also think that, I don't know, I think we just wrote like a more emotional record yeah, but we, this time. We were supposed to be in the studio, I think like late March or early April, which is like when the pandemic like really like mm -hmm. bumped up. Yeah. Um, we, mo we wrote most of these songs like 
from the summer of last year to like the end of winter this year. So like they're mostly done by like February. Yeah. So yeah. Well, happen to line up that way. Yeah. <laughs> so you were already feeling it and then it's like the yeah. world came crashing yeah. down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It, I, I'm curious how people are sort of writing music now and like where it's, it's guiding their feelings and, uh, people who have written music and then had this year happen to them or people who are writing music now, because we've heard so many bands that are like, Oh, we wrote a song in quarantine. It's called quarantine. And yes, I'm calling out blink Twenty Two specifically because oh, that song is fucking terrible. Why do, you keep, why do you keep bringing up Blink-182 discourse in almost bad. every single interview that we because have done? Because it's fucking bad. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, it, yes. needs to, it needs to be talked about. We don't let the... Yeah. Listen, Matt Skiba is... Well, I really like Alkaline Trio. That's where I'll put that. So uh, <laughs> the idea that like Blink-182 is putting out poor music and they were like oh we have all the time in the world all we're doing is sitting around and travis barker is working with literally every artist that has ever yeah. existed and you're like wrote this including mgk <laughs> i always get uh alkaline trio confused with airborne toxic event what i mean i love the airborne <laughs> toxic the event with all my heart <laughs> Interesting. I get like, too constantly confused. I don't know why. Yeah. I always those are very vastly different bands. I mean, the lead singer of Airborne Toxic Event is like a political commentator half the time and mm. like his normal life, which is weird to me. <laughs> really? Matskiba is not. Yeah. Matskiba yeah. is not. <laughs> oh, they got mad at him when he commented anything on politics. So uh I guess I get very confused if band names start with the same letter. So that that's what I would chalk it up to is like, Oh, that band with the S or it's like, okay, we have mom jeans. And then we have like everything else with mom and jeans and pants. And I'm like, I don't know anymore. Dads. Uh, Dads. The band. Yeah. Father sweats. (laughs) (laughs) Sweatpants. I don't know. I listen. We could. It just makes me think of Bob's burger because Bob's always wearing sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, that's where you get the name. Any yeah. two words together just sound like a band name to me. Like it, it's like anything, it could be a real band. And then Lizzie will tell me a band name. It's like just two words together. I'm like, that's not a real one. Like you told me, uh, 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 save face was a band name. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We toured with them. They're amazing. Yeah. I had no idea it was a band name. I'm like, that's just two words put together. That doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, okay, it's a real band. <laughs> it's just, it's just, this is, that's me being old. That's me like coming from a day. It's like everybody had to have three names three words in their band name it had to be like a or the or my or that's it had it. To be my chemical romance my chemical romance the used and then know. your song titles had to be at least like a sentence 12 and a words half 12 words or more yeah <laughs> it was a law under emo law in the 2000s it was it yeah. was decreed the emo council convened <laughs> we're yeah. the emo council right now we are we are reforming the emo council and i agree yeah. uh yeah. your band name has to be two words and your song <laughs> titles have to be at least three words and then for brian specifically your songs have to be under a minute and a half at the most oh my god for him to like it <laughs> i have been obsessed with short songs lately like songs yeah. that are a verse and a chorus and that's it <laughs> It's in, I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful music. 
I listened to a 22 minute record the other day that had like a hundred songs on it. I'm like, this is great. Oh my God. It was not really a hundred so much, but I'm like, I love the idea of like short songs that just are like very much getting to the point with what they're trying to do in a very short section of time. That's not to say like, I don't enjoy three and a half minute pop songs, but I don't know. The, the culture is shifting in many different ways and it's all just like these weird waves of like, the TikTok culture versus uh, the emo culture, the DIY culture, the, all of these different sides of things. I think that's a cool idea, though, like a like a like an album that's super short and like the songs are super, super short. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. under a minute, because I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like um, like. I always want to do this when I start like writing a song and like I write a really cool riff and I'm like, oh, why can't the song just be the cool riff? Yeah. And it's like short songs. It literally just can be cool just yeah. be the cool riff and yep. then it can be over. And Most songs don't need a bridge. Yeah. And then yeah. you just get this like, you know, and then you don't like dissect it or go crazy trying to like shift it into like a traditional song structure. Like it's just like your pure ideas. It's like, yeah song extract <laughs> <laughs> distill it down to its most basic point and then that's the song yeah i think uh now in our in our musical culture in streaming world in spotify world in tiktok world and all that is like this is the best time to do something like that to just like distill it down to its best parts i agree with you 100 percent. you don't need a bridge bridges are the most annoying thing in the world to write <laughs> And every songwriter yeah, thinks they right, need yeah. one. Yeah. It, it, it's not, a, it's such a weird necessity for most yeah. songwriters. Really, it's just a, it's just a boring of, uh, diversion to getting to the last chorus. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It's a, do it's much. a shitty verse that you don't need. I'm, like, a chorus. Or I'm yeah. also like a big fan of just like, just like riff bridges, mm-hmm. like just jams, you know, like where, where you don't have to put fucking lyrics or make it like, you know, it doesn't have to be like something yeah. that you can sing to. It could just be like, you know, an extension. Yeah. I like when the bridge is like the uh, another verse, but instead of singing the melody, it was like a, a, a guitar solo just playing the vocal melody. Yeah. Always been fun. <laughs> and then yeah. Now you the are dinky. the guitarist. <laughs> dinky. Yes. <laughs> you are the guitarist. So I'm hearing you say that you like guitar solos. <laughs> No, <laughs> let me go back. I okay. <laughs> I generally don't think guitar solos are that good. I don't think they're that necessary, but I like when they're really catchy. Like they have to serve a purpose, you know. I yeah, I agree. I think guitar solos can be done very well, and they can still be catchy. They can still be worth it. I still believe in rock music. I still believe in alternative music. I still believe in four people in a band making music together and the culmination of what that, what comes out of that is still a good thing. I don't want the whole world to just be people with their laptops in their bedroom. Although I have done that myself in my past and I'm like, this is so much easier. I don't have to get so many fewer people in a room together. <laughs> uh, but I still believe in it. I still want, you know, bands to, to do that. I still want guitar solos. I still want, you know, three choruses. Right. Catchy right. Riffs. It's just thank God the standard now isn't just like doing a three minute slash mock solo. Yeah. Just, you know, be a total dick about it. (laughs) Just wanker. 
wankery for the sake of wankery has its place as well <laughs> it has or, uh, uh like and that's a whole thing yeah there's my my buddy calls it uh the noodle shop we're going to the noodle shop everybody order some ramen and it's like you just you just you're just on the guitar just doo -doo 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 -doo. it's like what are you doing like you don't need to do this uh it it works sometimes, but I, I do think like there's there's songwriting now that is very focused. There's songwriting now that is very like I, I think it's like and, and maybe this is kind of more more how I feel about music now because I'm experiencing music differently now. But it's like the vibe to it is almost more important than a lot of other pieces to it. I still think lyrics matter and I still think that uh, instrumentation matters uh, which we can definitely get into the ukulele part of it because that's obviously something that makes you identifiable and 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 sets you apart. Um, but like the vibe of the music and the way that the music makes you feel is certainly very important in I think our our music now. Like I've heard a lot of bands or, or artists put out the shittiest lyrics, but like the song just feels good. So you're like, I don't even care. I I'm, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Like. So let's let's talk about ukulele. Does the ukulele like bring that vibe to it? Do you feel like the ukulele is like that 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 vibey tone that we all need? I do. Um, when I was learning ukulele, I was playing like a lot of uh, like emo and like just like punk or like alternative music. Like I never really like I don't think I ever learned Riptide, but like. Hmm. <laughs> I learned like misfit songs for my stepdad's birthday. So like Hell yeah. <laughs> um and I think that yeah, I think that it it definitely filled uh some kind of like missing piece for me in terms of like uh just like the tone. Like the, the sound of the ukulele playing um music that isn't like super poppy or like super bright mm -hmm. was just always really interesting to me. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely feel that vibe, but of course I play ukulele. So <laughs> yeah, I, I like the ukulele because um, like it's the sound of it. It's somewhere in between like, like a classical acoustic and like a keyboard. It kind of like yeah. fills that weird space. Mm. Yeah. And the ukulele is also like in the upper frequency and then the guitar takes the mid and the bass takes the low so like we all have like our own little space carved out for us which is really mm -hmm. nice mm -hmm. and then also um just the current chords that you play you play a lot of dissonant chords that don't feel dissonant or sound dissonant because it's on the ukulele it's such like a bright sounding instrument mm. but that forces myself and Kathy to like have to write like more interesting parts because what we play has to match what Willow's playing but if we play like what we think we should play, it ends up sounding bad on our end. Like the dissonance comes through on our, <laughs> like you have to like dance around it. So it's really, it's really fun. Right. And the uke is so intimate as well. It's just such a extremely accessible, intimate instrument that, um, that anybody can learn to play, but to really master is like a super, super fun nuanced trip. And like, having it as like the the nucleus kind of of our band has been such a fun unique experience to to play around it because every song uh can be something that you could either mosh to or sort of <laughs> campfire so just having that spectrum of energy is, is is really a lot of fun 
Yeah, it's all fun and games until we're fighting because we can't figure out what note. <laughs> yeah. What happens? What happens because we'll all play and then we'll we'll each have to check every single string individually to figure out what it is. And it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. You're playing this like chord that doesn't exist, and I'm like, wow, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just interesting that because the ukulele era like happened with like you know um like riptide when it came out and that was like everybody's shit but and then it kind of faded but then solder bombs are still here with a uke just bringing it all in <laughs> and just like championing it still i was gonna say 21 oh. pilots another uh ohio band oh, i was gonna say never yeah. shot never you never shot never oh too, my yeah. god <laughs> i had to say it throw <laughs> in nsn <laughs> Yeah, we had somebody in the in the chat also throw out a uh, House of Gold by uh, Twenty One Pilots, so I wanted to mention yeah. that as well. <laughs> then I remembered they were Ohio too, and I'm like, oh, you guys probably know each other. I doubt it, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that'd be crazy though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, I live in Columbus now, and it's funny mm -hmm. you mentioned that because I was just talking about this with my partner. Her brother used to hang out in middle school with Tyler Joseph, apparently. Mm. Oh. And it's it was just such a weird fun fact. And he's exactly as he was as he is now, just like apparently just quiet and shy and timid, but like super, super nice and, mm. and chill. Aww. It, that's so it's just so weird that you mentioned that. And it's the the dots that connect sometimes are yeah. so, so wacky. Yeah, you never know. I mean, we well, we don't really get asked. We, there's too many bands from Chicago, but I feel like Ohio has had a very strong run of very strong bands come out of it. Uh, and I base that entirely off of Twenty One Pilots and Foxy Shazam, which are two of my top cool. favorite bands. So I'm like, all right, cool. Ohio's Ohio's doing it. Ohio's doing very well. We also have Mushroom Head. They from yeah, Ohio. <laughs> I mean, is that on the list of bands that are very good or just I on know, the list? Of I mean, yeah, you, you got Nin. Nin yeah. is mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, we got Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah, we do Kid have Cudi. Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. okay. That, that's Kid a good one. Really good. That's a good oh. one. We have Devo. 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 Great. Yeah. Uh, the Breeders, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're from like Canton. Yeah. Technically, Dave Grohl was born in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, Dayton. Okay. Oh, you have Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> Who are they from? They're from. Oh. Uh, are they from Dayton? Columbus or somewhere? I don't. <laughs> they're from remember. Dayton. Are they really? Sure yeah. The they're Ohio from... was Ohio was for lovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But is <laughs> they put <laughs> us on? I thought they were from Hawthorne Heights. Am I? No, that that they named it after the book Hawthorne Heights. Oh, but I they're mean... they're from Dayton. I remember. <laughs> uh back in college we went on a this will put me in a certain position but a choir trip to tiffin ohio <laughs> and uh we were near enough that we were like were making jokes about were you like a competitive choir no 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 we were just doing like performances but uh i'm just it imagining baby brian being in the choir oh yeah like here's the thing so i joined my sophomore year and I was like so excited because we knew there was going to be a trip and I was so stoked. 
but the trip the year before was to Scotland. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm a join. I'm going to fucking Scotland. This is going to be sick. And they're like, we're going to Tiffin, Ohio. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this? This isn't fucking Scotland. This is, there's not one castle here. There may be a white castle, but it's not. There was a white castle, but there was not the fucking castle. Where they oh were probably whites. So many times that like it shot straight back into like the the like vault in my head, just like <laughs> firing through. And do you remember those like medieval uh medieval times? Time. Medieval times. Yes. Medieval times. Oh yeah. Oh, we have, we have one in the suburbs here, and I used to oh, live yeah, right by do. it. <laughs> I'm going to fucking medieval times. I'm gonna eat a turkey leg <laughs> and uh, dribble beer all over myself. It'll be a slight tangent and I'll, I'll make it quick, but uh, a, I was in an acting class in college with somebody who, or yeah, somebody who worked at medieval times, who was the princess there. Uh, and then my second story is one of my very good friends had his 32nd birthday party at a medieval times. So they like brought him out to be knighted, but everybody else getting knighted was like 13. <laughs> so he's like, he's just like there and he's wearing like the fake crown and they're like, and Kyle, who's turning 32. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Ryan, are we, Ryan, are we doing that for your birthday in February? Once, no. Because no. I think this is we'll socially do a, Lizzie, we'll do it for your birthday. I want, I don't want to be my birthday like next that. month. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Not next month. What <laughs> well, next time? Crown anybody. I mean, I know, right? Does anybody oh, can crown anybody? Crown. <laughs> I'm going to go up there when I'm, on my 84th birthday and say, yeah. Oh, that's dude. awesome. Cappy. Yeah. We'll That'd go be the most forward. legit thing. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Everybody would stand up and applaud. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have to dress up for the occasion. Like we all have to be in like some type of like medieval mm -hmm. insane garb just to really yes. sell it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, Of course. I've been waiting for the whole goddamn life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I have one friend who has swords, so I'm just assuming everybody has swords, or maybe it's just because he lives in Indiana and he has swords. Lizzie, please check on Lizzie, please check on that friend. <laughs> everybody, well, not, everybody this is the time where you text your sword friend. Make <laughs> text sure. your friend with swords and <laughs> do a wellness check. Break. <laughs> the first in 40 seconds. <laughs> uh, I, I know that was a tangent. But I loved it. So <laughs> thank you for following on that tangent with me. Um, we should get back to talking about your band. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, Jesus. Or no, oh, yeah. fuck it. I, know. Fuck it. I can't know believe what? we even got off. What's your, D &D? What's your D&D characters? Let's talk about that. Oh, fuck my it. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh... I don't. I don't. If you were a D&D &D character and you had to live in a fantasy world. Um. Well, I. <laughs> Usually go for like a Khajiit and Skyrim. Ooh, I don't okay. know if that. It, I feel like that's adjacent. It's. I mean, it's a. It's that's a race in Skyrim. If you if you like, do you use swords? Are you a sword friend or are you? A, yeah, are you a sword are you a friend? Are you the one friend? that we're calling to check in on? <laughs> I'm. <de> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a. I'm. I'm um. I usually do archery. Okay. I get like my archery super super high. Yeah. So you can just pick some people off from a distance. Yeah, well, like I don't know. Now I've watched you play. You use our, you use the bow and arrow in close combat too. Yeah, you just like <laughs> <run>. <laughs> <laughs> shooting 
there. Sometimes they gotta be that way. Like yeah. they just deserve it up front like that. <laughs> yeah. See, there's your cat. So obviously you play as Khajiit. <laughs> this is my kitten. Yes. I've been wanting to play D and D so goddamn bad. I me, yeah, me and my old roommates bought like a, a starter kit and then just forgot to play it. Yeah. That's how it goes. It's 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 so cool, but it is like the effort. It, it it's probably much like getting a band in the same room to practice together. This has at least been my experience. Uh, is like you just it's so hard to get people together to do one thing and to like get that one thing done. Because I've done it a couple right. times, and then like there were also drinks involved. And as soon as like the drinks got too much, it's like we gotta we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but. It's like, it, to come over and not just play a game but commit yeah commit to it commit to something yeah and here's the thing if those friends can't commit to like anything else can they commit to your D D game right real friends <laughs> are they even real friends are they your sword friends or are they your real are friends? They your sword sword. friends that's what you really should be asking yourself are they your sword friends <laughs> jimmy what kind of D D character would you be um, I don't know. I like when I play video games. I like running up on the people. I don't like the distance stuff. So definitely mm -hmm. somebody with the sword. Love it. Or ma magic is magic a thing in D and D? Oh, magic is heavy a thing. I, I I think magic. I would I would vote magic. Yeah, be like a wizard or something. Yeah. yeah. Or hobbit if there's any <laughs> creature in D and D. You'd be a wizard named Jinzy Tinzy. Jamesy Jinzy's. Absolutely hate it here. Listen, if you ever play, if you ever play D and D, that has to be your wizard name. Oh, yeah, it is. It's already. I've already. Yeah. He's I've going on Twitter it. right now to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see it, and then I'm going to be like. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, uh, we should talk about the band. I feel bad like giving all these tangents about like fantasy characters. So, sorry, right, I'm looking at D and D characters right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about D and D other than one of my high school boyfriends played it, and then I never wanted to play it after that. D &D and then that's so what fun. That's I'm like, mm. it's like that and Wow. I'm like, I don't give. Yeah, a Wow's a lot. Wow's a lot of dedication, and that's it's a lot less people that have to be dedicated to it, but it's still a lot of dedication of like time and effort, and you have to get to a certain level in order to like do anything D and D like uh i have a we are actually the way we started this podcast with a friend who had a D, &D podcast and he helped us get set up but they just played like we made our characters we gave them all the shit and we just like did like comedy events but we had all of our characters like powered all the way up we just had a good time it's like that sounds great like just friends being friends so um Y'all have Clockbound coming out on the 29th of January, so after the new year, and hopefully it brings us a lot more joy than this entire fucking year has been. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that you kind of have, like, a range to show with, like, the different, like, musicability that you can do. Can you give a little bit more info about that? I know you have said that, you know, some there's some aggressive tunage, but is there anything that goes, like, in a different avenue than what we're used to compared to the three singles that you have put out um plus looking at like everything else you've done in the past yeah definitely um i mean i think that the most of the record i would say is a lot more like indie 
than like just, you know, straight up like blunt punk, which is kind of what we were doing with MFR. Um, but also like, I, I mean, I think the, uh, the, the next and the last single that comes out, I think is, um, really gonna surprise people. Um, and I don't want to say anything about it, (laughs) but it's, it's one of the most like far out things we've ever done. Yeah. It, it's definitely not kind of in the same way that like, uh, the one about you, this thing we just put out today is like way different than anything we've ever done. Like this, this song is, this next one is going to be the same. So yeah, it's like it's cousin. Yeah, it's like it's cousin. It's cousin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cousin that just got out of prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Somehow these yeah. metaphors don't bring us any closer to understanding what kind of song it's going to be. It just makes yeah, me a sorry, little concerned, but it's okay. To find out. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's good. The mystery is good. Uh, I, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay, I was just going to say too, like with the class bound. Um, it's more in the indie vein, but um, it's still a fast record. Like when, when I was writing down all the BPMs to hand to our producer Joe. Buzz, um, come here. Don't want the cat oh. to hang up on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like when I was writing down all the BPMs, there was only like one song that was below like 120. Like the, the song is pretty. The, the album's pretty like. No. <laughs> For the audio listeners, Jimmy is putting his hands up in the air into the side, like <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's like, like zoom zoom fast. It's fast. It's zooting. It's zooting, zooting. like zoot zoot fast. Zoot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a swing song, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. You're bringing swing back like the '90s. Yeah. So yeah. what we're getting from this entire conversation is we all need to have period appropriate clothing to dress up. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Bring a tap shoes. <laughs> uh, put some knee pads on, but also a tunic. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Get a sword now. Yeah. <laughs> right Become now, the guys. sword friend. <laughs> yeah. We should have made a perfect look. You don't go to Katana. You're no, not. Cool. Record merch. If you don't own that's, a that's Katana, the newest, <laughs> listen. If if Heart Attack Man had a knife, y'all can have a sword. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I can do it. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, here, here it is. If you are not, if you don't have sword friends, actually look at yourself because you are the sword friend. Yeah, be your own sword friend. Yeah. Uh, the sword community is going to come for us on this one. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know what to say to them. Sword community <laughs> disagrees with our conversation here. We've lighted we've 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 lit them in a bad light. They're like, hey, listen, we're not all yeah, weird. We have. Yeah, I'm pretty pro sword right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all pretty pro sword. We're, we're pro like, swords, yeah, guys. People are cool. This Sonder Bombs it's Emo Social Club pro sword. Like sword agenda. So Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just, you know, pushing it. So oh, not boy. enough talk in the country about uh uh like you know, sword law. Yeah, I think sword rights and law. Yeah. I know exactly. We're yeah, gay, gay swords. Because <laughs> that's yes. That should be our heavy metal side project. Gay swords. Gay swords. <laughs> gay yeah. swords. Legalize gay marijuana swords. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the America the liberals want. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. 
America, <laughs> where I can smoke my sword and then and then and then marry it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, my brain has just completely died from that conversation because yeah. oh, that was just an know. objectively funny reference. <laughs> that was just an objectively funny thing, and so I loved it. So. <laughs> Lizzie, I'll let you keep going while my brain comes back. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so going further with uh Clockbound, how are you how did you come up with this title? I know that's like a generic thing to ask, but also like a title of an album can like mean a lot depending on whatever it is. So I feel like I should ask because I'm also not asking you what the name of your band actually means. Yeah, we don't take basic move. questions. We still are asking interesting questions. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for this one, I don't know. I think, well, obviously, Modern Female Rockstar, it's like that it comes from a lyric from one of the songs on the record. So like that, it, and it's, you know, it's also pretty self-explanatory. Um, but Clothbound, um, I don't know. I've, I remember I was talking to the label about it cause we were figuring out what kind of like cool merch we'd want to do for the pre-orders. And, um, and one of our label guys, Tommy, he was like, so like, what does this mean to you? Like, what, like, like, what is this album? Like, what do you like see for it? Like what kind how do you want to, um, have people perceive it? And I got really stuck on that question because honestly, like I don't, I I don't have a good reason for why I named it Clothbound, other than the fact that that word and the things that I associate with that word just in my personal life, like sound like how this record feels to me, which I know is so like abstract and like, <laughs> ridiculous and not helpful at all for the question you asked but that there it is well do you mind going into what are some of those associative words if it's not too prying or too personal <laughs> obviously if it is you do not have to answer yeah um man i don't know um i guess one of them is i think of like i think of like a cloth bound book and that makes me think of my grandma's like library that she used to have in her house. Um, I don't know. That's just like one example, but like that was something that like, that was a place I used to like, really like to hang out a lot in the, during my childhood. So. I've always thought about it as the, the term cloth bound, meaning that you're destined to just get home and wrap yourself up in a blanket and sort of, surround yourself in comfort a bit uh, <laughs> yeah, also very true <laughs> very relatable for this band yeah the cover of our record is it's very the, the whole artwork style that was done by our friend sumner from columbus um it's very texture oriented and it's meant to be just you look at it and you can understand exactly how what you're looking at how it feels like on, on your hands so I, I've always seen it as like a means of um, just alluding to a comfortable texture that you can wrap yourself in a little bit and just giving your. Right. Well, and that was a crazy thing too. It's like when I was uh, talking to Sumner, uh, when I first like hit her up and I'm like, Hey, would you want to do our album artwork? Because like, you know, she is like an incredible photographer. Um, and I was like, would you want to do our album artwork? 
And she said, sure, what are your ideas? And I was like, I literally don't have any ideas. <laughs> I have colors in mind and I have textures in mind. But like, other than that, I don't know. So here are like three random things. And she came back with that. And I was just like, that is literally exactly what I pictured in my head. <laughs> you knocked it out. Yeah, she really fucking yeah. did. That's really awesome to like, be able to convey that one to a person and then like get what you have coming of it out of it because it's like that whole like i can't write it down i can't show you what it is like photoshop is not my passion in any way <laughs> and to get that result out of it but also going back to willow what you said about this being kind of like a way of comfort that you kind of think of too mm-hmm. and then hearing some of these songs and like the titles of these tracks so far it kind of conveys that overall like imagery and messaging and like emotional warmth of like kind of feeling you know close and like relied upon and then just safe overall yeah yeah that's yeah definitely (laughs) there's a lot of um there's a lot of that theme within the record so yeah yeah i think it's interesting just to have that that sense of like what you're putting into the music and saying to the audience and being like, this is like, like you mentioned, I, I, there's a lot of musicians who write music for a lot of different reasons, whether it's like, I need to get something out there into the world. Like I'm angry and all that, but like knowing that it's like this personal thing for you and it's coming from this personal space and it's like more of a feeling and it's a personal thing. That's like, uh, it, it, it's something that probably, you know, we all, assume our musicians are like speaking directly to us. It's like this band is talking directly to me and I feel exactly what they're going through. And they're like, this is about my dog, dude. I don't know. It's not, you don't know my dog, <laughs> but it's like, you never know like where an artist is coming from, but it's, it's, it's always interesting how we kind of have those shared experiences in that way. So, uh, yeah. And I love, I love hearing like, we get like a lot of DMS, um, that, you know, of people just like hitting us up and being like, oh my God, this song is like, so, you know, that like talk to us about how they feel about it and what the song makes them think of and like their experience. And like, I love reading that shit, even though I can't always like, you know, respond to it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I love, I love hearing how other people like interpret our music. I think that's uh, really like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of other professions where you get to do that. Mm. where you get to have that kind of input on on intimate pieces of your work like so yeah Yeah. i don't know like where it's kind of you're putting out something that is specific for you but open-ended for something someone else so when you when you're saying something it's like this is specifically what i was referring to and someone goes this actually is a reference to this that happened in my life and so to be like oh my god like we're we're all one world community. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. Yeah. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's having that, like, the, you know, there are a lot of people with shared experiences and being able to like yeah. have that together is, is yeah. I, I mean, I work customer service, so I, I don't have that shared experience over <laughs> products. You know, it's like, you don't have that in a lot of other places in this world. Right. It's also really weird to just have your song be out in the world. And once it's, in a way like once it's out there it's almost not yours anymore and it's kind of completely subject to be up to interpretation however anyone wants to put it in their own brains 100 percent. 
and it's almost like not in like a not in any bad or contentious way but it's almost like they hijack the meaning for themselves and that's a i mean that's the beautiful thing of why art and music is so special but like it's also so weird to think that like an idea that you hatch from a very personal place is and fit in somebody else's brain as like yeah. something really different that's crazy <laughs> yeah no and like i don't know i think like the whole process of writing a song and working on it together as a mm-hmm. band and then demoing it and then bringing it to the studio and then getting all the album artwork and like just the whole process of being like um a musician that's like you know putting music out it's like it's like giving birth and raising your kid and then they're fucking like graduating college and now they're just adults out in the real world. And that's what it feels like when you like release a song and yeah, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's horrible. I think we'd be used to it by now, but it's like, nope. <laughs> when we release a single, I'm like, I'll just like sit on my phone and I'll just like doom scroll and oh, I'll God. just be like, why the fuck do I do this to myself? And then I don't know, like a week later, I'm like, oh, maybe I should write another song. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's interesting because it's it's like you're you're saying it's like you have your kid and they go to college and they grow out into the real world and it's like it's like having 20 kids. <laughs> so at a certain yeah. point, you're like, the number of kids I have is a ridiculous, and b yeah. it's like how can you feel the same way about all of them? That's a really weird way to talk about kids, but. <laughs> At the same time, how can you feel like every every song as you put it out into the world is going to be like perceived differently, perceived specifically this way or or people are going to be judging it like if you if you put out 20 songs, and you have to doom scroll 20 different times or 20 different things are, are being uh, reflected back at you in a certain way like you think it would get easier over time or, or as soon as you get to like that 20th song, you're like, yeah, I don't even care anymore, but it seems like well, you're really passionate about all of them. Yeah. And especially because like, I feel like um, between the time that like a song is done being recorded um, or is, is done with recording and to the time that it's like ready for release between that period, you know, like I, I've probably listened to our new record like a hundred times already. And um you know, you'd think by the time like these singles come out that I would be ready to kind of like let go, but it mm-hmm. just like makes it harder. But I can't stop listening to it because it's such a good record. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked for everybody to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's always a good sign. And it's also not like, you know, you guys are a good band. You're not like trapped or anything. So we Thank know. Thank you for you saying You guys are that. not trapped, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> We still have our Instagram and Facebook account. You're Hell right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, as soon as we found out, I immediately went to Twitter to like check their Twitter account to see what they were saying about it, and it was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> like, insanity. They are so upset, and they are absolutely like detached from reality. What do the oh. other members of Trapped think? Do they are they like on board? I, I remember reading yeah. like I went into some of the comments and they were saying that one of their guitarists is like a streamer, like a Twitch video game streamer. And I guess Elise your trap like shits on like streamers and anybody who does like any of this like Twitch video gameplay stuff. And I'm like, yo, I feel bad for this dude. <laughs> but also I don't because look at what he's doing. Look at them. Yeah. Look, the the paycheck being in the band trapped can't be that good to deal with that shit right like i mean i don't know 
I got royalty from Headstrong only goes so far. Yeah, how how far can Headstrong go? Their new album sold 600 copies. When we were in the studio, Kepi fucking left the dude a voicemail. Right. I forgot. And we were we were we were gonna play like a trap song back to him and change all the lyrics to like. Oh my god. Bully him. But then I think Cappy ended up, you just ended up leaving a voicemail, right? At like telling him that his like wart cream was ready at CVS or something like that. I have no idea. I forget how I found his number. I think it was just floating around. Like, like on Twitter. Yeah, someone doxed it. Of course. It. And then I ended up actually getting his voicemail and hearing like, this is Chris, blah, 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 leave him, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of choked and told him that, yes, his hemorrhoid medication was ready for pickup whenever he was ready. <laughs> And then he blocked my number, like, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I hope you heard the voicemail before you blocked your number, though. Yeah. I, I, I hope that he, I hope that he actually is, actually has a prescription for hemorrhoid medication, and is actually waiting for a call from his doctor. And then, <laughs> and then it just and it's never going to come. No, sorry. He heard that voicemail and immediately just like got up and like ran to the pharmacy. Yeah. It's like, oh, finally. <laughs> oh my god, I love that story so much. <laughs> Get fucked, trap. Yeah, yeah. fuck trap. Yeah. I I, I don't. Want the, I want the next people to have beef with us to be trapped. I don't want to set the medium or, or the or the minimal standard of being a good band is you're not trapped. I want there to be like a much yeah, higher bar. Higher than that. The bar yeah. needs to be higher. I don't want bands coming out here and being like, we're better than Trapped. I don't want that to be like our future of music. <laughs> but at the same time, also be, be better. Right. Please, please don't Just be, be, be Yeah. Just be a human, like a yeah. good person. Wait, what are we supposed to plug? Oh, where, I mean, where everybody can find you. Uh, obviously, the new songs, the videos. Uh, oh, yeah, all that new kind of songs. Stuff. Yeah, okay. So our new song. Oh, first off, we're the Sonder Bombs, if you didn't figure that out yet. <laughs> our new songs are uh, Water Friends 4. It's a boom slappy bop. We got Crying is Cool. It's a slappy boom bop. It's a slappy boom bop. <laughs> and then we got uh, this new one, which is a little doo-wop boom bop slap. So... <laughs> Uh, the one about you is the newest one. Yeah, and you yeah. can find us everywhere, at, uh, like Instagram, Twitter at Sonder underscore Bombs. You can find us on TikTok at Sonder Bombs. No underscore for that one. And we're on all streaming services. I keep forgetting I finally broke down and made a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you put anything on the TikTok? I have, and I gotta tell you, it is uh, it's rough out there because. TikTok's kind of like, well, I'm still stuck. I think in like straight TikTok, okay. Um, okay. not where I we would we would definitely be stuck in straight TikTok as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so like I'm trying to break out. I'm trying to get my fellow gays to support me. So if any fellow gays are out there watching right now, <laughs> uh, please follow me on TikTok and help me <laughs> them, <laughs> so that angry old men stop telling me I'm fat on the internet. Jesus! Oh my god. <laughs> I'll make a TikTok for our podcast and then come and fight them. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's all we have to plug. <laughs> oh, uh, we can also plug Cappy's band. Cappy's, um, Cappy's band, The Grievance Club. They're really fucking good. That's a good name. That is yeah. a good name. 
even better band. <laughs> is it better than Trapped? Because that's our standard. <laughs> Listen, this is this is Trapped, and the Grievance Club is love it, love it. <laughs> yeah, they're all on a fucking moon. Thank you for saying you appreciate the name. Is come <laughs> come join the club, Brian. <laughs> Listen, we got a couple clubs here, so you know we have a clubs... couple clubs and a cult, so there's that. You should open it up to a cult and see how. Cult is, yeah. It's when we're it's first, it's first that we register as an LLC, then we can become a cult. So yeah, just, exactly. That is the you order. Profit to be a cult. Yeah, you oh. need to be Jared Leto. Is what it is. You don't right. listen. Like, yeah, again. isn't he like running a cult right now? I mean, no. Yeah. It's is not. Him? It's not a cult. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, he like thinks he's Jesus, and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I am like. You don't know that he's not. I'm pretty sure if you're dressing in white and you tell all these, especially like mainly women, to dress in white and to like pray your feet, you're in a cult. That's a cult. We don't know. Oh my god! I listen to enough true crime podcast to know what a cult is. (laughs) I know. We know. Well, I mean, we know that's a cult. We just don't know what Jared Leto's doing because he's on an island by himself with no phones. Cult shit. Fair. Oh my god! He's, Someone tell him. <laughs> yeah, we actually talked about this uh, last week, where it's like, yeah, surprisingly, uh, he learned of the pandemic months later after he came back from the island he was on, and goes, "What?" Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, so out of touch. It's incredible. Of all people to be that far out of touch, it had to be Jerry Leto. Well, and then he signed on to be the Joker again. So he literally only goes back to society when he's the Joker? Are you shitting me? Yeah. I hate him. This is cult energy. This is cult leader energy. That's yeah. such a bummer because 30 to Seconds to, to Mars was like one of my favorite bands as a kid. Now I'm just like. Just oh, saying God. 30 Seconds to Mars is still well. pretty good. <laughs> I don't have beef with the band. I just am concerned, confused. He has a brother named Shannon who I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Still really like 30 Seconds to Mars. We literally just had this conversation last week, so I don't really have anything else to add overall, but I'm just saying for 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 you guys, because you weren't there, uh, listen, I don't know what he's doing, and I think cults are bad, but also I don't want to profit. I just want to have a lot of friends that hang out with me on the internet, <laughs> and that <laughs> seems like a great cult. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good cult. We keep it where... Yes. Cult-like following. Yes. So... Yes. We want none of your money except for your subscriptions, some biddies <laughs> when you got them, uh, and and when you buy our merch. And we don't want it. anybody to be in person with one another, <laughs> so like there's no weird shit going on. It's like no, stay in your own homes. Don't come anywhere. Emo social distancing cult is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sonderbombs and the Grievance Club will at some point hold a an eight week retreat that costs twenty thousand dollars to come join, and then you yeah. can reach a high of existence and all that so we'll get there like status at some point you'll get with grievous club and everything you know the whole like sponsorship and shit that goes down this is this is all a front exactly Uh, it's all a front you know the best uh the best money laundering front is definitely a band (laughs) yeah (laughs) the music industry is really well known for money laundering I mean, as you can see, we're fucking rich. Yeah, so. dude. Listen, <laughs> these fucking Spotify streams, I'm turning over pennies. I got this shit. 
<laughs> you guys need some pennies laundered. I fucking got this shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, everybody should go stream Sonderbombs. <laughs> Leave it on repeat overnight. Go to sleep with it. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. Uh, ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to say before we go? Uh, uh, don't be a fucking idiot and go a bunch of places. These hey. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, that. wear a mask, asshole. Yeah. We want <laughs> this ha- to be open. Let's have shows again someday. Yeah. God. Let's uh let's bring you guys to Chicago and we can hang out and see a show. Absolutely. Oh my god. We were supposed to play Chicago too, like right before the pandemic hit. We had a show with Hospital Bracelet and Elton John Cena set up. Wasn't that a sub T or Beat Kitchen? I think it was Beat Kitchen. Beat Kitchen, I think, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I remember trying to get off of work for that. And I, then they were like, pandemic. And I'm like, never mind. I guess I can work. Yeah. It was going to be a really good show. People need to oh, stop well. taking people's ah. names and then just combining them together and making a band name out of it. What, because you don't it's confusing be the shit Mom- out of me. You want to be Rit Momney? No, Rit Momney just doing a cover <laughs> of somebody else's song and being like really popular for it. But also Mitt Romney is a fucking Mitt Romney. He it's is a fucking he, Mick Romney. No, he is the adjective of his name. He is exactly a Mitt Romney. <laughs> so someone looked at this baby and said, this child will be named Mitt. Yeah. <laughs> in Utah, that makes sense, I think. Yeah, in my in my they're like it might be cold here, but you know it's gonna bring me comfort knowing that my whole ass baby My baby Mitt. My baby baby Mitt. Mitt. <laughs> Mitt. Uh all right, well that is our episode. We'll continue to hang out on Twitch. Uh thank you, Sonderbombs, for joining us. Everybody, please go listen to their new songs, watch their videos, stream them on Spotify, check them out on social media. Uh we really appreciate having y'all here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, thank y'all. That was our episode with Sonder Bombs. Super chill, super cool people. Very uh, good discussions about uh, (laughs) Swords and their new album. Yeah. Plus a lot of other shenanigans. So it was good. It was a good, just chill. Yeah. I liked getting into, into a bit of the weeds with music because that always excites me and I love knowing how they write and how they're putting their stuff together. Definitely go check out their music. Everybody who was hanging. Uh, in the chat checked him out and everybody has very good things to say so if you haven't listened yet go listen now go check him out now that the episode's finished i hope you weren't like running away from the middle of the episode go listen to it and you'd have to come back to hear this part you know the most important segment of the podcast <laughs> the outro sorry i i don't think we're gonna make this podcast a spotify music podcast <laughs> you can just listen halfway through so yeah, stay, stay and then go listen please stay just put it in your queue so once yeah the, the episode ends it rolls into whatever the fuck you want to listen to next yeah exactly look at us with the be ideas your be your own dj but then comes but then come watch us dj because we probably do it <laughs> Thank you for checking out the Emo Social Club podcast this week. If you liked it, make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure that you are giving us some likes and all that all across social media. I am Brian. I'm Lizzie. And goodbye. Ah. Like, subscribe, rate us on all of your favorite podcasting apps.
This is not a. You really doing ASMR? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. Anyway, episode over. Bye. <laughs>